did not see you there. Come in, come in. Chango, bring more meat for our guests. <laughs> Forgive my table manners. I am just enjoying this tasty dragon shank. I did not know he could see us, even though it's an audio podcast. Quiet, you crime season hears all. Except when he's dropping a deuce in the royal throne. But that is neither here nor there. We are going to be reviewing another installment for the Spyrokin movie review month of swords, sorcery, and shirtly sweaty guys. In this movie, there's a dragon, and there are two of the biggest pussies you will ever see on film. One is uh, just some random old guy, and the other is the bitch from Ali McBeal. Who is Ali McBeal you speak of? You are. You do not know Ali McBeal. She is a sassy, spunky lawyer from New York who is currently boning Han Solo. But one day she will be mine. She will be all mine. uh, Valeria! Oh, I did not not see you there. Uh, uh, Okay, enjoy. Goodbye. Dragon, I've come to kill you. For all the injustice you've done to the kingdom of Spyrokin, I will prove my worth by slaying you. But before that, I must warn you that this episode contains adult language, mature situations, undead sorcerers, a rude captain of the guards, a weakling apprentice, a lance of mystical powers, cross-dressing woman warrior, and you, the Marathrax pejorative, I will slay you now! Episode 30. It is Vigo. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Movie Review. This is your host, Zan. I'm Cal. Yes, Cal has returned again. It's a miracle. Yay! Is that supposed to be what the fans are saying? Because I doubt they're really saying that. No, you pretty loyal fan base, I think. Yeah, all one of you. No, Big Rick (laughs) likes you. Yeah, Big Rick likes me. I like Big Rick, too. He's cool. And Art, but Art, I don't know what the hell happened to him. I think he got abducted by fucking aliens. <laughs> who knows? Either way, welcome. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, Spark Inside that provides information reviews about movies. And since this is our 30th episode, you should have heard all this in the 30 prior episodes and or the 119 episodes of the Sparkin manga review we've done. Because we've done quite a bit, so we'll just get past all the usual stuff we say. Anyway, 
You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekinmovie at gmail.com. Zan at spirekin.com. cal.spirekin at gmail.com. You can check out our forums at spirekin.darkbv.com. Big Rick, where the fuck are you? Do we have to put out a symbol of a naked girl to get you to come? That just sounded really, yeah. really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. We know. It's busy time. It's time for Big Rick. He's probably cleaned up his shirt. He's probably taken a bath. His first one in probably five months. Probably bought some really cheap generic cologne. What is that generic stuff? The uh, the stuff you get on the street in New York. Yeah. The, the Calvin clone. <laughs> yes. Yes, the X-Bread. The, the Jorts. You don't even know what smell it smells like. And he's probably primped himself up and got ready. And then he's been like, Hey, I got a pointer for all you guys going on dates tonight. If you're too cheap to buy cologne, just go to like JCPenney and pretend that, you know, you're doing free samples of the cologne. Pick the most expensive shit you can. Get a free sample. And there you go. You're set for your date. I've been doing that trick for years. Just remember, don't go and say, Hey, I want to try this one and this one. Well, you got to pick one. Don't, don't mix and match. Because then you just smell like a freaking... You smell like Pepe Le Pew. Hey, baby, come here. When she asks you what cologne you're wearing, you can tell and you don't even have to pretend. Yes. You you have some high-end shit, get her expectations real high, she'll fuck you good, and then when she realizes you're broke, hey, you already got it. Very true, very true. And also remember, as Deke said, Nothing says I love you like a rag soaked in chloroform. (laughs) No, seriously, we do not condone that. We don't condone that. I condone it. Also remember, you can call and leave a voicemail at 206-350-8462. That again is... 206-350-8462. Yes, leave us messages. We will play it on air, no matter how creepy or strange. Just no more of these, Hi, Mr. Johnson, this is Mutual Liberty. We're calling about your loan. We've come to beat you up and get your money. I say let them come. <laughs> we got baseball bats. True, and also we're not Mr. Johnson, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Either way... Remember, you can check us out on Twitter under Spirekin Movie and join the Facebook fan group, Spirekin Movie Review Group, where we actually post when new episodes come out. And you get to see our the best part of the movie review, which they've said, the motivational posters we've done. Because we do some pretty creative ones. Those are the best parts of the movie review, not us talking? Eh, you have a point. Also, remember to subscribe on iTunes or Zoom Marketplace. Right. Yes, we're very happy. So, let's get right on with it, because it is the second episode in the month of Swords, Sorcery, and Shirtless Sweaty Guys. Manly men. Even though this movie doesn't have any shirtless, sweaty guys, it has kind of a faggoty-looking guy. (laughs) The only shirtless person we see is a pretty buxom girl. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. Any port in a store, right? (laughs) Once you find... Well, we'll get into it as we go on, but yes. we got to comment about that. So if you remember from the last episode of the Sparkin movie review, we rolled the dodecahedron movie, and it dictated us to be reviewing a movie that came out in 1981, and surprisingly was budgeted at $18 million, and was technically released by Disney, which, when you see this movie, I don't see this as a Disney movie. It's pretty freaking gruesome. Maybe they were trying something new, trying to go for a little bit more of an adult... Not adult, but mature. Maybe. Who knows? Demographic. Yeah, so it's been directed by Matthew Robbins, who... What the fuck has he ever done? Anything? Um, the only Matt Robbins I've heard of has nothing to do with movies directing. He's a musician, so I have no idea who this guy is. Well, according to Ibdaba, as a director, he's done Bingo. And Battery's not included. Legend of Billie Jean. Does that have to do with Michael Jackson? 
Well, I, think I want it was, to watch this movie. <laughs> this movie just looks like it sucks. But we could bash it. It'd be fun to bash it. I guess. Maybe we'll do a month of Helen Slater. Who knows? So, either way... I'd like to do Helen Slater for a month. Now or then? Then. So this movie is written by Hal Barwood and Matt Robbins again. And it's starring... Peter McNeil. Who, some of you may remember from a little show... Where he was a lawyer. Ally McBeal. Oh, Ally McBeal. He was on Ally... Yeah, yeah, yeah he was her boss. And also he was on a more important, a greater movie. A movie with... Vigo! <laughs> it is Vigo. Yes, Ghostbusters 2. You know, Bill Murray hates Ghostbusters 2. I thought he hated Ghostbusters the franchise. No, he likes the first Ghostbusters. He hated Ghostbusters 2. He thought it, it ended up coming out like it sucked. And that's why he's he's the one who's holding up uh, Ghostbusters 3 right now. But he said they're already they're already getting ready to film it though. He finally knuckled, you know. That last I read which was like a week or two back that he was the one holding it up because he was afraid that the script wasn't where he wanted it to be and I But he's know. only going to be in the movie for 10 minutes. I don't know. They already said he's going to be in the movie for 10 minutes. He's not going to do anything else. So I don't know. Uh, just do it. Just do the movie. Everybody wants to see it. Come either, on. Either way. Also starring Caitlin Clark as an androgynous crossdresser. Ralph Richardson is an old man who makes a really big mistake in the first three minutes of meeting someone. <laughs> and a bunch of other characters, including Emperor Palpatine. I mean, Brother Joseph. <laughs> Ian McDermott is in this. And he looks... Actually, this was the same time he did shoot. Return of the Jedi. He looks so completely different. He's got curly hair and he's nice in this. Well, not really nice. Jedi's my least favorite of the original trilogy. Blasphemy! Why, which one do you like the best? It's a tie between Empire and Jedi. Star Wars, the original, okay. But compared to the other two, not so much. I rank Empire as my favorite, Star Wars as number two. Reason why I rate Jedi higher than Star Wars... Because of the fact that the lightsaber battle. Uh, I guess. And also the Sarlacc. Original Sarlacc, not the stupid one from the freaking re-release trilogy. And also you see titties in it. But uh, not in the new version, but the only one you saw titties. Who's titties? Princess Leia? No. One of the slave girls. You actually see, uh, I mean, it's not titties you want to see, but you see titties. So, mm. either way. We'll get into that in the Star Wars episode, which we'll get to eventually. Mm. I think we're all going to do all three in one shot and then pass out drunk. But... <laughs> Either way, this movie is, as we said, Dragon Slayer! I had never heard of this movie before. Surprisingly, Jubs is the one who told me about this movie years ago. Okay. He was the one who said, Hey, this movie's awesome, man, you should watch it. And I remember vaguely this movie, seeing the dragon kill a girl. And this movie is pretty, well, different. It's not a very nice movie, it's... For a Disney film, it's really brutal. You see a lot of death. You see a lot of people get... Killed? Yeah, they get killed. They get eaten. They get ravaged. They get burned. They get slashed up. One guy gets impaled by an arrow and talks for five minutes. Does a good monologue. I remember asking when this movie first started if, if this was supposed to be a comedy because it, it was a little bit cheesy. But uh, I guess it's not. It's, it's supposed to be played straight. And also, this is the only movie that... Peter Nichol says, This movie didn't happen. I wasn't in that movie. No, I wasn't. This doesn't exist. I don't know. I, I don't think it's so bad that he should disavow. I mean, it's not like he's got a lot going for him. He's not a huge actor. No, he's, he's more of a character actor, like a, a, a third-rate Paul Giamatti. <clears throat> I mean, he's he's the star of the movie. I mean, he's still a major movie. And he did a good job in it. It wasn't a bad movie, per se. But we should get into what this movie's about. Okay. Now, as you can guess, it's about a dragon slayer. But actually... The Dragon Slayer isn't the name of the main character. 
The Dragon Slayer is, well, a device used in the movie. So, let's start off. You have our main character, Peter McNichol, who is Galen Broadwarden, who is the bitch of Ulrich of Cragenmore. Not a bitch, he's like an apprentice. Yeah, he's his apprentice, and he, he lives with the guy in a big creepy manner with their decrepit old manservant, Hodge, played by Sidney Borman. And, you know, he's he's kind of what, like a master wizard? Yeah. And then uh, Vigo is his, his apprentice, learning all his we'll say uh, techniques he, and whatnot. We'll say he's a level two wizard. He could do little tricks, nothing big. Right. And meanwhile, we'll say that Ulrich is a master mage. We'll say he's a level 15. Okay. At, at least, because he's pretty powerful. And what happens is a bunch of people show up from the country of Erland, led by this very, well, masculine-sounding person named Valerian. Yeah, so there's... What would you say... They're a company that shows up and says, hey... Begging we, begging for help with the dragon. Yes, that's been plaguing dra- their village or whatnot. Yes, they want to stop this dragon because... The king made a deal with the devil saying, every season we will give a virgin to the dragon through a lottery. And the company has said, fuck that, we want to kill the dragon and everything will be happy and fine. And You know something about these medieval things and whatnot, I mean, so much relies around being a virgin and everything. What's the motivation for women in this time period to hold on to their virginity? Virgins are always getting sacrificed. Virgins are always getting married away to some knight who probably is undesirable is going to abuse them. I mean, it's a good, that's a very good question. It's I don't know. Maybe it's the status of it. Maybe it's it's the, the it's different times, so it was a different feeling. If you weren't pure, <coughs> a man wouldn't want to marry you, or you'd be considered a harlot and you'd be killed. Who knows? We live in a different time. It's kind of hard to figure this out, especially now because sex is a big part of life now. Yeah. 20 years ago, you'd only stay in your relationship. Now, apparently, divorce rates are 80%. In this, would you rather be like an old maid that never gets married, or would you rather be sacrificed to a dragon? Dude, I already told you the deal. I'd be the guy saying, hey, you have a choice, either me or the dragon. <laughs> I'll be in my tent. <laughs> Imagine if she picks a dragon. Well, then, fuck her. There's <laughs> 150 more of them. And as I keep getting older, they stay the same age. <laughs> nice little Days and Confused reference. So, they show up and they convince Ulrich to go on this quest. And he says, okay, I'm going to go. Galen, you guys fuck around the castle. I'll be fine. And comes the antagonist of the movie, Tyrion. Uh, he's either the captain of the guard of Orland, or he's just some prick who works for the king. Yeah. I mean, he's got some good qualities, but not really. He's just... Nah, he's an asshole. Yeah. He's been going around every time that the Valerian's group has shown up to a wizard for help. He's kind of beaten them there and killed the wizard so that they can't go to the wizard. And this time, Valerian and the group showed up. So he's like, oh, fuck. He's like, oh, damn it. What am I going to do? I mean, don't you want to prove your magic to me? Why would he want to do that? The thing is, he says his priority is to the kingdom, so... But if the wizard has a chance of killing the dragon, why would he want to stop him? That's... I don't understand that. That's what I didn't get while we were watching it. That was the one thing. It's like, I understand his duty is to the kingdom, but what is his duty to the king? Yeah, but why would even the king want to not do that? He had a pretty sweet deal. The dragon leaves him alone, and they killed everyone except his daughter. But, but isn't it better just to have the dragon dead in the first place? I, I don't get it. Why? I mean, it, it's uh, no. I agree. With what you. does That's, the king get out of it at all? 
that's the plot point which makes no sense. That's the only thing. Because if Tyrion actually listened to the king, when everything went to hell, when the king said, look, I need you to do this for me, Tyrion, please, Tyrion would have been, okay, boss, but instead he's like, sorry, it's the rules of the land, you're fucked. Hmm. But oh, well. we're, we're spoiling things. So Tyrion tries, says, prove something to me, and it's the knife. Oh, but wait, wait a minute. Didn't, um, before that, he was doing a spell and he saw the future, right? Yes. We forgot to mention that Ulrich saw the future with the dragon whose name is Vamerthrax Pejorative. Whatever, it's a dragon. It's, we'll call it the dragon because it's just a fucking asinine name. Yeah. So he saw the future and basically he said something along the lines of to his apprentice that. I have something important to do now, you have something more important to do later. or so, Something cryptic like that, right? Yes, and... Forget exactly what he said, but... When these people show up, he basically, I think, the captain of the guard says, you need to prove your... Mumbly-jumbly. Your, your, yeah, you need to prove your proficiency with magic to me, and uh, they have they, they, they agree to have this kind of contest or showcase? I don't know how yeah, you it's, say it's just it. it's a showcase and at first Hodge the manser is like we don't do showcases and Tyrion's like well that's what they all say the signs aren't right or this isn't right trying to disprove them so he makes the apprentice go get his dagger from upstairs he goes outside to meet everybody who's waiting outside and I guess the idea is he'll be stabbed with the dagger and he'll survive and that's supposed to prove that he's a powerful mage capable yes. of taking on the dragon. However, the the minute that Galen shows him the dagger, he's like, throw it here, throws him the dagger. He's actually a pretty proficient knife thrower. The minute he throws the dagger, Galen goes to run downstairs because he kind of realizes something. All the doors shut. Right. So we can assume that this was planned that it's not... The magic doesn't work. Tyrion mercilessly kills the wizard right in front of everybody, and they don't do shit. He just stabs him, and they let him die. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So the wizard is dead now. Yes, and the, the Valerian's like, "Oh fuck, what are we gonna do now?" And they trudge back to Ol- yeah, Orland. They all they all leave, and and now the next couple days, and Olorc has been cremated, and Hodge collected his ashes, put it in a little bag, and well. Gallon, yeah, Gallon is kind of you know doing last minute stuff at the house, and they, what was he finds his necklace starts glowing or something? Yeah, the necklace keeps showing up in front of him, and he's like, "What the hell?" He puts the necklace away, walks to another room. Necklace is in front of him again. The necklace that the wizard was wearing, not just some random necklace. Yes, the amulet. Yeah, and he's and apparently he now inherited the wizard's powers, and he's very powerful now. Like, before he had just trouble doing little tricks, now he's able to levitate clothes and make clothes disappear and do lots of magical things. Right. And so he realizes... I think what he said was, uh, my master took up your cause, and now, as as his apprentice, the cause is now mine, or something like that, right? Yeah, pretty noble. That's a very noble thing to do. Most people are like, fuck you, I have magic now! (laughs) I'm gonna become some necromancer, destroy the world! (laughs) Yeah. Pretty noble. And as they're walking along, going back to to Erland, Hodge gets killed by Tyrion with an arrow. Yeah, I just... I can't get past it. I don't understand what his deal is, why he keeps attacking them. I don't know why him or the king would not want them to try. I don't get it. But maybe I wasn't paying enough attention or I have to no, watch it, it again. It, it kind of made no sense. That's why I say he's just an asshole, because I don't... You just, I have no idea why he's trying to stand in their way. It's just being a prick. I mean, you have no clue as to his motivation at all. No, you don't. And 
from that point on, it just gets a little bit random because first off, you see Hodge gets killed with an arrow, and he's like, "I've been shot with an arrow, but I'm still alive." And this is when I thought, like, I agree with you. This, was this a comedy? Yeah. And he's just talking for like five minutes, and but when you think about it, it actually does make sense because an arrow really isn't gonna. It's, I mean, after a, it just is you're being pierced. You'll bleed to death, but it's not like an instant kill. Like yeah, where did he movies. get? Did he get it in the gut shot, or did he get it's it in, just in the, the chest? chest? Just in the chest, uh, and we can say he's just an old man, so that's why he, he passed away. Mm. But before he dies, Hodge gives him a bag full of Ulrich's ashes and says, "You have to put it in the lake of fire. That is my duty. I was supposed to do." And Galen's like, "What the fuck, man? Why'd you do this?" And Hodge dies. But from this point on, he goes around just hanging out with the group. And he decides, he sees that Valerian is taking a bath, and he says, I'm going to join you for a bath, which isn't homosexual at all. Yeah. So Valerian is kind of the leader of this troop of people who came to ask for help. For, the manly voice. So he's, you know, he's kind of a young boy that's leading them all, and, you know, he stops to take a bath at some lake or whatever, Some, and along comes Galen, strips down buck naked, and jumps in the water with him. It's like... Did we really need to see Vigo's ass? Do we need a and his balls? <laughs> you saw his balls? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I haven't watched it since. Spent uh, ten dollars on the fucking movie. I haven't watched it. So they, he jumps in and he's underwater, and then he sees Valerian's a chick, <laughs> and we see some nice titties, and we yeah. see a, we see very furry bush. But now here's what, here's what I was gonna say in the beginning. Is it bad that once you find out she's a chick, I couldn't help but notice how fucking cute she was the whole time? No. No. Because she's a chick. She's a girl. You're supposed to be a dragon. Yeah, but then all of a sudden, it's like, she's pretty cute. Like, I just completely ignored it until... Yeah, but... Like, they, like knowing that she's a girl flipped the switch in my mind. I think like, that wow. they, they, they got a voice actor for when the beginning, because she sounded completely different. Mm. But, but she was pretty butch, though. So. Yeah, I guess. And the reason why she's a girl, a girl posing as a man, is because of the lottery. The lottery is if you're a virgin under a certain age, you are going to be sacrificed to the dragon one way or the fucking other. Right. Yeah. So that's the king. That's the king's. Uh, the king came up with this mechanism. So every whatever every season, every is, season, all the the names of all the virgin girls of age in the village are thrown into a big basket, and whoever's name gets chosen is the one that gets sacrificed. Yes. And the king's own daughter, the princess, is a virgin of the same age, uh, and we find out later that she is supposed to be included in the lottery as well and to make it fair. The whole time she thinks she has been included all this time, but it turns out she, the king has been withholding her name. He doesn't want her to be Eat. sacrificed. Yeah. Which, I mean, as you could kind of see with that, right? Yeah, as a father. So, so basically Valerian's father, when she was born realized that she was going to end up being submitted into the lottery so before anybody had a chance to know that she was a girl he claimed the child as a son always dressed her in boy clothes and the whole village thought she was a boy so she never had to go to the lottery that's going to bring questions to the mind later though because that's got to have some fucking gender issues I think she knew the whole time that well, she, obviously why she, she knew, was but... no but I think she, she it's not like her father hid anything from her, and she's like, you have to pretend to be a boy, otherwise you're going to be in the lottery. You know? What I find a little bit hard to hard to swallow is that uh, the entire time, living in this very small village, nobody ever figured it out. I mean, come on. Well... You know how small towns are. But she had small titties. She, she's just flat-chested. Yeah, but still. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. So, they get into Erland, 
And he says, I want to see the dragon's lair. And he sees this giant pit with a dragon, a giant cave. And he says, you know what? I'll use my mumbly jumbly and make it cave in and he won't be able to get out. This, unfortunately for the previous virgin, this is too late to save her, so she already gets eaten, right? Yes, and one of the things we'll say is that you don't see the dragon until the end of the movie, and it's designed really well. Yeah, the dragon looks pretty cool. I mean, some of the things are kind of fake because it's just the time, but if they had more tech, this would be a great dragon design. Yeah, I think so. I'd say that. So from here on out, it's just... Yeah, so a poor virgin girl gets killed, and then a little bit later on, they come across the dragon's lair, and he tries to do this spell to, to cave the mountainside in, and everybody thinks it worked, I think. They go back to the village, to Erland, in, you know, seemingly in victory, and they have this party for them, and, and whatnot. Valerian wears her mother's dress, saying, I'm a girl! And some yeah. people were like, what the fuck? Yeah, the whole village was like, huh? And then she dances with Galen, and, you know, everybody's having a grand old time. And does the dragon attack the village or something? I mean, how it shows it... up later. At first, Douchebag shows up. Douchebag says, oh, ha, 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 you killed the dragon, right? Yeah, you gotta talk to the king. And the king sees him and just says... Well, didn't the king make him do some kind of he demonstration him. of magic and he kept fucking it up or what was that? About? Yeah, it, it's like he first said come here and show me your magic tricks and he was doing just uh, sleight of hands and things of that nature and But the, he was fucking it up, right? He didn't do it right. The magic wouldn't let him do anything bad. It wouldn't let him do anything really powerful. Okay. It's like when he had to do something powerful, the amulet would say okay, no problem, but if you want to do something selfish, the magic was like nope! So he, they steal the amulet and he gets thrown into the dungeon. And Galen rescued by the princess. The princess, after explaining, yeah, you 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 don't have to lie saying that you've been included in the lottery. It's like, no, I've been in the lottery. It's like you're a good bullshit artist. Uh-huh. It's like, no, 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 no. I'll ask my daddy, and my daddy's gonna tell me that everything's all right. She goes to daddy, and daddy's like, yeah, I didn't want you to die. <laughs> So she helps him escape. Dragon gets out, and Dragon is pissed off. Yeah. So Dragon's raising the town, and all these problems are happening. And meanwhile, because the magic didn't work, a crazy religious zealot, Brother Joseph, says, It is not a dragon, it is Satan, and God will save you. And now that we know that it was Emperor Palpatine, imagine if he's like, I will defeat you with the power of the dark side. Definitely didn't look like him, to me, anyway. I didn't recognize him at all. Using lightning bolts to kill him. <laughs> but, so... He gets killed very easily. <laughs> with his power of faith. <clears throat> and that's a big part of this movie, is faith versus magic. Because, as the movie starts out, there's not a lot... Of, it's all paganistic, but they have little aspects of religion. And later on, as things are building up, suddenly everyone starts converting to Catholicism. It's like magic's dying out, and the, in its place, faith is taking over. Mm. It's a little interesting aspect of the film, which you wouldn't notice if you just took the movie at face value. And now, they decide that they need to have another lottery, another virgin sacrifice to the dragon, and at this point in the movie, I figured that Valerian was going to get chosen in the lottery, but they threw me for a loop, and who gets picked? The princess, and immediately... The king, King Douchebag, is like, no, 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 pick another name! And like, and everyone's freaking out, because they're saying, no, 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 that's not fair. When we had to give up our kids, we couldn't get a retake. You can't, no take-backsies. Mm-hmm. 
And he says, no, I'm the king, you'll listen to me. And immediately, guy goes in, pulls out another name, Princess Elizabeth, again. And he's like, no, 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 let me try. Pulls it out, Princess Elizabeth. She comes forward and basically addresses the entire village and says that she replaced all the tiles in there with her name because she realized that for years she was not part of the lottery and she didn't think it was fair so she is basically choosing to sacrifice herself to make up for all those years of her never being included which is pretty noble it's a she's much more noble than her father her father just realizes like oh fuck what am i gonna do goes to tyrion's like tyrion look kill the dragon please and tyrion's like fuck you boss i listen to the kingdom and it's like what (laughs) you've been killing off people so the dragon doesn't die for, for, for like you said for what What's his game? Is the dragon blowing him? What? They, they never explain it. Uh, so, the king goes to Galen and says, Here, here's your mumbly jumbly back. Save my daughter somehow. In a very cool scene, Galen actually gets a hold of a spear, which is the aforementioned dragon slayer, a really fucking big spear, Yeah. and he uses his magic to make it hard enough and strong enough to pierce the dragon's side, and... He goes to protect the princess, and meanwhile, Valerian's like, Oh, so you're going to save your true love, huh? I hate you, you freaking bastard, because you're like, wait, where did this fucking come from? Mm-hmm. And apparently he likes Valeria and he doesn't like the princess, which is a little like, why? I mean, yeah. I, I understand, I understand why. You go. You saw the- that coming. Yeah, you did, you did. And from there on, he fights the dragon, gets his ass kicked, and you find that there are little baby dragons, dragging hatchlings. Oh, and the princess does get killed. Yes, you thought that she was okay. <laughs> I thought she was okay, because they didn't make it obvious until, like, a little bit after the scene where she gets taken. Yeah, and you like, see, like, there's a bunch of hatchlings just sitting on her, eating her, and you're like, she's okay, right? She's just unconscious. <laughs> I was like, sure she was. <laughs> That's not her foot that they're eating. <laughs> yeah. So he kills the dragon hatchlings, tries to fight Varith. Ver- oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. First, before that, um, uh. when he meets... Valerian, right before he goes to the dragon lair, she gives him a very special shield, remember? Yes, she collected a bunch of scales, because the scales would obviously be impervious to the dragon's flame. Right. The dragon uses flame. And that's all she found out, that they were hatchlings. So he right. goes down there. So she fashioned a shield out of the, the discarded dragon scales and gives it to him, and proves very useful when he's fighting the dragon. Yes. But he gets his ass kicked. He right. loses the, the spear. I mean, he does kill the hatchlings, but he loses the spear. He gets hurt, and he has to run away. And he... The end of the movie is a lot of mumbly-jumbly and a resurrection of an old friend and a bunch of other things. And a very cool explosion sequence. Yeah. The dragon does get slain. You look but... like the Death Star. You were right. <laughs> I think that was the same effect of the Death Star blowing up. Just <laughs> boosh. The I I have to admit the end like the movie kind of fell apart at the end it, you know it, it was a lot of hard stuff that was hard to follow and you know that last scene with the resurrection of a friend and and everything it was just kind of came out of nowhere and I felt it was a little bit of bullshit but yeah. I don't know as the film goes it wasn't a bad fantasy film it was done very well the lighting was nice the scenery was pretty cool the dragon looked awesome yeah but this story itself was just subpar I mean I just don't understand that that. It really kills it for me, the stuff with the Captain of the Guard. I mean, they, they just... I felt that that was a really weak point. I mean, they didn't explain it well. I mean, if you're going to make him a douchebag, make him a douchebag. If you're going to make him loyal to the king, make him loyal to the king. Don't kind of fucking mix it together. It doesn't work. Right. I mean, the fight sequence between him and the captain was awesome at the end. Right before he fights a dragon, because... Oh, yeah. He The captain says, nope, you're going to let her die. 
And he's like, I'm not going to let you do... Did he kill him? Yeah. He freaking st- stabbed the spear right through his armor. Uh. And through a wooden post, which was pretty thick. <laughs> right, so he dies. Yeah, he dies. The ending, the last, last scene, is very reminiscent to The Last Unicorn, which some of you may have seen. It is on the roll for the Dodecahedron. It's a very old movie based on a book. But the ending sequence, that last, last sequence, is very similar. In the way where the protagonist is not exactly the hero, he kind of gets shortchanged at the ending. And unfortunately, he doesn't have a super happy ending, but he has a little bit of a happy ending. And it's a little melancholy, gives you that little bit of hope. But it's hard to explain without actually spoiling anything. But anyway, it's just a little nod to it. But Mm. either way, just wanted to throw it out. Either way, the movie was... Okay. Not great. Soundtrack was useless. Yeah. It was almost non-existent. I mean, I have three songs in this episode, which is from it, but for the most part, it's very just... It wasn't too much to write home about. The action wasn't that that bad, but it wasn't that great. If they remade this and they had a better writer do it, I think this could have been a better film. Because this had the potential to be a really good movie. Yeah. Because they did a lot of differences. Like, for example, most movies, if you're going to fight the dragon, you're going to have a sword. This movie's like, fuck the sword, give him a lance. That's okay. I don't care about that. It was nice. And also the dragon was, like, badass. It wasn't like a little... (laughs) Right. No, the dragon was definitely menacing. And you had a lot of nice subplots. just fell apart. Yeah. I don't know if if it was just because it's the same time as Tron. They're like saying, okay, we're going to put all of our money into Tron and fuck... Dragon Slayer. <laughs> Who, Who knows? knows? Well, but either way, I'd have to give this movie from our rating system a worth having in the background while surfing the internet for porn. Our second lowest rating because it's an okay movie. It is, but you can't ignore the plot points and the fact is, once you're done watching it, <coughs> you're not going to think about it. The yeah. only reason why I thought about it was because of the fact that I had to review it. But, I mean... I bought, spent nine bucks on this movie. That was nine dollars too much I spent on it. I should have spent three bucks on this movie. So it was six bucks too much. Yeah, six dollars too much. That's two hundred percent. No, four hundred. No, yeah, two hundred percent. Two hundred percent too much. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would concur with the two. It's not that great of a movie. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not. Yes. I don't know. Com- I, would- I, I think I think you'd be. You're not going to miss anything if you never see this movie. How about that? Yes, but if you want to watch a fantasy film, it's not a bad fantasy film. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it it doesn't drag like Excalibur did last episode, but it's pretty... Mm. Whatever. So, either way, we should get on with it, because we've been talking on and jabbering on like a bunch of crazy people. (laughs) So... Okay. Uh, So, either way, you can remember, you can check us out at www.spirekin.com You can email us at spirekinmovie at gmail.com I want to do a plug for something since this is the theme month. Okay. For those of you that have HBO in the US starting in April there's going to be a new HBO series called Game of Thrones and this comes highly recommended from yours truly because I have read the books on which this show is going to be based and it's fucking amazing and the show everything that I've seen all the promotional material looks like the show is going to be really badass so I don't know I am going to wait until the first two episodes I'll give it two episodes because it has the potential it does but because it's a lot the writer I will admit is better than fucking Herbert 
but it's it's because this is one of those long series. This is like the Wheel of Time, like the Dune, like um, D- Discworld. It is one of those series which is very long, very in depth. It's so awesome. A lot of fans, and it could be really good. But if you like this type of genre, you at least owe it to yourself to check out the show. How about that? Yes, I will agree with that, and eventually we may review it. That's my little plug. I think we'll try and review that like we tried doing with Boardwalk uh, Empire. Uh, yeah, I know. But you said the first step was good. First, but as the show went on, it just got boring. I don't know. That's why I think Boardwalk Empire is right. The other sense of Boardwalk, board. But maybe Game of Thorns may do that too. You don't no, know. no, it won't because I I know what's going to happen because I read the book. So it's just going to get better and better as the season goes on. It's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, well, My only complaint is that I will be out of the country when the first episode and probably the second episode come on, so I'm going to be behind. So, well, we will see. So, anyway, well, let's get to that part y'all waiting for. What are we talking about? We're talking about that one, that only, the dodecahedron of movies. Yes, the dodecahedron movies. And now, if you've listened to our last episode, rules don't apply in this episode, so we have 12 movies signed to the dodeca, and we're going to roll it and see what we're viewing in the next episode. Can I ask a question? Why do the rules not apply? Because Conan said so in the first disclaimer, and he said he would smush us if we didn't listen to him and throw him into the fire. (laughs) Okay. That's a good answer. Did he throw us in the fucking fire? He said, I will throw you into the fire! Burn like the witch! (laughs) Alright, roll. Let's see. What are we going to review? Number Ocho. What the movie's that? Eight. And according to our little list, it's going to be a movie with Tim Curry as a sweaty, scary, big horned man. Talking about that Tom Cruise movie, Legend. That's, hopefully, we'll do the director's cut. I got to get a hold of it. We'll see what happens. So, guess that's it. And yeah, we should, because we're trying to rush this out a little bit, just do it a little quickly. So, as usual, I'm Cal. My favorite quote of Dragon Slayer was Unclean beast Get me down Which, coincidentally Is what I told my last girlfriend As I dumped her Ah, get thee down Nice And this is your host Zahn And my favorite quote from this movie was Can you hear me? You know Shopping is shopping but I can still talk. Catch you next time, and we are Gonesville. See you.
you have forged a weapon.